Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we discuss my recent trip to Minneapolis to celebrate Prince's birthday, and the doc discusses all of the recent Prince news. And now, Glam Slam, thank you ma'am, you really make his day, Dr. Funkenberry. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for subscribing to us on iTunes, through Stitcher, through Pirate Bay. We're glad you guys found us. Thank you guys so much for donating through the PayPal link that we have set up. We appreciate any donations just so we can make the funk better. Hopefully the sound is going to sound better to you guys because we're actually in a recording studio this time. What is up, Chris G? How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I feel blessed. And this is, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. So glad to be home. A good week and glad to be home. Although you were in Minneapolis and at Paisley Park and quite a few other things going on, right? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Why don't we just jump right into that right now? I mean, we got the Purple Rain Deluxe coming out next week, although some people are already receiving copies of their stuff. We have a few other things going on, but why don't we just delve right into it? Where do you want to start on your Paisley Park excursion and all these other things that you were a part of in this week, his birth week, you know? Oh, man, there's so much to go over. It was it was such a fun week. Uh, lots of different highlights. Jeez, I guess. Um, well, let's start with the Bump Squad Barbecue. That was kind of the kickoff um, of events, for me at least. And uh, it's just, you know, you go to concerts and, you know, we've gone to a lot of concerts. We've gone to a lot of uh, different things. You mm. don't get a lot of time to just sit and talk to Prince fans. You know, you don't get to know those people. You know, you stand in line and uh, usually you you get to know the person in front of you, the person behind you, and that's it, right? We right. don't get a chance to hang. And that's what the Bump Squad has always been about, really, is for us to get together and hang out, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring that to Minneapolis. We did that a long time ago in 2000 and 2001, right? Right. So I wanted to bring it back. Went back to Lake Ann Park and um, it was just, it was it was so humbling. It's cool to see all these people, over a hundred people were there and right. people came, went, you know, everyone brought food, everyone was sharing. It was, it was really neat. People from all over the world, just very, very neat. Now, how far from Paisley Park is Lake Ann Park? It is directly across the street. So Prince mm-hmm. would ride his bike from Paisley Park, from what I understand, from Paisley, go under the, the Riley Creek Bridge and you pop out and you're in Lake Ann Park. It's a huge park. But it's it's walking distance. That's what people do. They usually right. park at Lake Ann Park and walk across the street underneath the bridge to get to Paisley Park or to pay their respects. Right. Now, when you see people from all over the world, I know there's people from Florida, from uh, Bay Area, California, obviously Los Angeles, California, where the Bump Squad is located. Where else were other people from? Gosh, well, the furthest away... I guess it could be a tie. I don't know which, I'm not that good at geography, but um, there was a guy that was traveling, Victor, from France by himself. Coolest guy, didn't know a lot of English, but he was really nice and he did talk to us and he was great. Really good. Um, Yeah, and then there was uh, one, at least one girl, I'm not sure if she was traveling with other people from Australia. So Australia was there, 
We had um, some people from the UK, Canada. It was it was pretty cool. And then all over the U.S. Awesome. Met people from all over. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Awesome. And all great people. It was neat to know that all these people that share the same love for the guy just decided, yeah, it was his birthday, but just a Wednesday to go to Paisley Park and to go to Lake Ann Park mm-hmm. and, uh, and just party with us. Right. It was really nice. Wednesday, June 7, 2017. Now, what, what did you guys do aside from eat at the barbecue? I know in the years past there was karaoke. What did you guys do this time? You know, we didn't have a lot of activities. Okay. I, I dropped the ball. I was hoping we'd have karaoke or something like that. But what was uh-huh. kind of cool is we had um, some people that were selling some stuff, some art, some, some T-shirts, some hats. They came through with some really unique things, um, some really creative arts that they did. Um, so that was kind of cool. A lot of people like that. So, yeah, it was nice. Right. Now, after uh, the barbecue at Lake Ann Park, what what did you do after that or any other activities that stick in your head? Yeah, that night we got to go to Bunkers to see a, a tribute band, Chase and Ovation. Mm. And that was really, that was really special. Uh, I didn't know who they were. had no clue, but it was Bunkers. It was Prince's birthday. Oh, yeah, you know I was going to celebrate. And it was a lot of fun. It was jam-packed and um, tons of Prince fans there. A mm-hmm. lot of people I saw barbecue. And, um, you know, we were all there. And, yeah, they, they really did a great job. He wasn't trying to be like Prince. Maybe Okay, maybe just a little bit. He had a lot of side-eye looks going. <laughs> but he was right. really good. Yeah, he was really good. So it was a blast. The whole band was remarkable. Right. Now, how, what did you follow that up? Did you, after that, did you go to First Avenue or was that a night to get a little bit of rest before more activities? Yep, that was the night we, um, gosh, you know, the, the nights start to blur together. Uh-huh. Um, but after, after Bunkers, uh, we went home. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and rested up. And then the next night we stayed in and we actually uh, watched a bunch of, con- we watched three concert movies and it was just fun to be together and just enjoy. So it was kind of nice to lay low. Um, but uh, we did some sightseeing, went to Electric Fetus. Mm-hmm. Saw some, every time I go there, it seems like there's more and more print stuff. And uh, they really are great. Um, there's an artist that uh, if, you, if you've seen the book, Dig If You Will, or Dig If You Will, the picture, mm-hmm. I forgot what the title is, but there's artwork that's like a collage of prints from Purple Rain. Her artwork was up in Electric Fetus and is just stunning, absolutely stunning. Now, because people say podcasts don't talk about bootlegs for some reason, what were uh, some of these concerts that you were watching? <laughs> well, um, not exactly released, but, you know, these right. hardcore fans, hardcore mm-hmm. fans, we, we have stuff. Um, we started off with uh, the Sign of the Times warm-up at First Avenue in 1986, I think it was, 87. Seven. March. Yep, awesome. and we followed that up with um, the the love the European love sexy eighty eight that was released. Mm. Live was sexy, live sexy. Yes, yeah. it was awesome. Which was funny because, well, later we'll talk about it. We saw that at the tour. We said, "Hey, we watched that the other night." Anyway, huh. <laughs> and then uh, the last one was um, night three of the Montreux Jazz Festival two thousand thirteen. Hot just a hot hot show yeah we were we were up late we were definitely up late that night 
Okay. So Electric Fetus, the, the guy who does the Dig of the Will, the picture, the cover, they have artwork yeah. there from a more, more than that one piece, correct? Uh, it's a girl. Yeah. Her name's oh. Marcy. I got her last name, but her, um, yeah, the website's made by Marcy. We'll just, you can look her up. It's, she's easy to find. But they had, she had a part two to that that it just came out that day. And it's the 90s prints. So it's, it's prints from Emancipation with a collage. I was dying. I was trying to figure out with my friend Angela, you all know who Jello Shots is. We were trying to figure out how we could have joint custody and we could afford this thing. And, you know, I was like, hey, I'll go every other weekends and every other Wednesday and every Wednesday. We were trying to work it out. We just couldn't do it. But yeah, some really cool stuff. She has a website. I got a glass um, with the art on it. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Is that all you got from Electric Fetus? Um, I I was good. I didn't spend a lot. Um, unfortunately, they they couldn't. They said they couldn't keep a lot of the shirts in stock. They had right. a hard time. So they the shirts they didn't have any sizes of the shirts. They only had like smalls left and double XLs. So um, I wasn't. I didn't get any shirts. But they did have the record store day, the Recasto day shirts there. Right. Uh, they would have had our sizes. Unfortunately, they didn't. And those shirts are purple for people that don't uh, understand. It has the hashtag with Weka Stowe. And on the back, it has uh, the print symbol in white, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yes. Yes. So after Electric Fetus, what was next on the Chris G excursion special? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. What did we do? Well, we found... Uh, we. We discovered frozen custard, and um, <laughs> you want to give a want to give a shout out to the place. Uh, what up, what up, Col- Culvers, Culvers and and Skaki Skaki Oh God, I, I'm gonna butcher the name of the town. Skogi, what is it? I'm gonna let you butcher it because I butcher enough names. Oh man, Skokigi <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, okay. it's the town the town that was between us and Chanhassen. We drove by this place. Oh man. It was the best. It's just, it's, it's like ice cream on steroids. It's so good. We hit that place three times. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did, buddy. All right, so yeah. after getting your custard on, what was next? Right. Well, that was the night that, um, that we went to, I think we're on Thursday night. Yeah, that was during the day on Thursday when we just hung out during the day after sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, well, Friday was... That was the NPG, and that was uh, a thing a thing called Life Tribute, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. That was at the fine – I think that was at the Fine Line. Yeah, the Fine Line Cafe, Okay, and it was cool to see everybody because that's when a lot of people came into town because it was Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, up until then, it was only four of us in the big house, the big white mansion that we rented. <laughs> but um, once everyone else came into town, it was on, and it was a blast. Right. So the whole crew was there. We got there early. We just decided to go upstairs so we can have tables. The whole bump squad was there and new friends and old friends and all the people in the house that were together. And that was a great time. You went downstairs and be with everyone down in the crazy pit and then uh, come back up and relax a little bit. That was a fun night. A lot of good stuff. Now, the musicians that were in this tribute to this thing called life, which incarnation of the MPG was it? Yeah, so you had Michael B. on drums, and you had Sonny T. on bass with Tommy Barbarella on keys. And then uh, the the, um, 
the who I didn't realize it, but the lead singer of Dr. Mambo's Combo, I forgot his name. He was the lead singer that night. Cool. And he was good. Yeah, so it was great. And then we also had the lead singer of Soul Asylum there. Oh, and yes. he did, yeah, he came out and did the cross. And that was, oof, that was, they were really good. Really, really good. Now, did he do Also I Wish You Heaven? Did I read that? Or maybe that was another night as long with the cross. It might have been, I, you know, I don't remember the, the set list, darn it. But um, yeah. it might have been. But I know that they did get wild. So that must have been really cool to hear. That was that was the highlight for me. Yeah, that was awesome to hear Get Wild. I was I wish they would have done more NPG songs. Right. They did a lot of Prince songs. And mm-hmm. so I was hoping to hear some of those NPG tracks and we didn't really get them, but that's okay. It was still the energy was off the charts. It was a blast. Right. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Now, what did you do after that? It was what what time was it? 11, 12? Yeah, it was probably after midnight. We just went back to the house. And uh, after party at the house, I believe mm-hmm. uh, our buddy Clay uh, was on the piano playing his heart out. Man, that guy can play some songs. He must have played 30 different Prince songs throughout the weekend. Right. But uh, it was a blast. Good times. We didn't get to bed for 3 a.m. Any, any night we were there. Because I know that there was like after parties at First Avenue. We'll get into that. Did you get on the piano and perform anything? <laughs> anything you want to share or no? No, nah, well, okay. I did. I did. I did a very, very well. I I did have a special surprise for my girlfriend, and uh, it wasn't. I, I didn't do a good as job as I thought I would, but yeah, I did. I tried to learn the most beautiful girl in the world on piano for her, and I, I was able to do it. I did it just for her because I didn't have the whole song. Right. But early in the week, I showed her what I was working on that wasn't done yet. I didn't get a chance to learn the whole song, but I'm getting there. But she thought it was really sweet. Well, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I told her I'll have the rest of it done. As long as she thought it was sweet, you already won. What was the next day's events? All right. So let's talk about Saturday. All right, Saturday. Oh, man, Saturday. So that's the day. That was the day of the VIP tour. Mm -hmm. um, At Paisley Park, right? Yep, we went to Paisley. Hey, I didn't know it may have been the custard shop with how much you were loving it, right? Oh yeah, we went. Don't <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. We went again. Oh yeah, we went again. Okay, we were there Saturday too. So the Paisley Park VIP tour. Yep, yep, we did that, and um, there were some changes. Hmm. There were some changes. I was really impressed. Hmm. Um, you know, I I had just gone in March, hmm. so between March and now, obviously they had the celebration. So I assumed they were going to do some changes. And we knew that the Love Sexy room was open. Yeah. So that was something I was really excited to see. And uh, it was fun to see that they were showing the concert I had watched the other night in that room. We kind of laughed about that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, it's really amazing to watch a concert and then you go to Paisley Park and there are the outfits he was wearing that night. Right. It's just, it, it's really, it puts it into perspective and it's like, whoa. Um, but yeah, there are some other changes I was really impressed with. I don't want to get into details. I want to leave the surprises. So right. I won't get into some of the changes. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Very cool. What did you watch in the video editing room when they brought you into that? The video editing room. So that's one of the bonus rooms for the VIP tour, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the coolest things was that one of my friends, Todd, who was staying with us, Hillbilly Todd, you know who he is. He's a video editor. 
<laughs> and cool. so I knew he was going to love this. He had never been to Paisley before and I knew he was going to love it. So, uh, it was pretty cool. The tour guide actually let him because he knew all of the, the keyboards. He, she let him hit the play button, you know, and, and go to the next track. It was kind of cool. He knew exactly what he was doing. Anyway, right. It was kind of an experience. I think he really enjoyed it. Um, we got to see some musicology behind the scenes stuff and um, some rehearsals, some performances. Uh, it was, yeah, it was really nice. And the sound, the sound in that room is just so good. Right. It was really neat. Yeah. Now they didn't have the black album room open, did they? <laughs> no. And you know what though? I found out huh. what's in there. You want it? You want an exclusive? Nobody else knows this. Sure. Okay. The black album room. Cause I asked, when are they going to open that? Cause it's right next to the love sexy room. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, the joke is that's where all the electrical equipment is. It's just an electrical room. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So now they're going to surprise it one day and take everything out and it'll just be a black room with that's right. orange writing on the wall with the catalog number. Right. <laughs> just one, one serial number on the down the spine of a corner, right? Right. Now, was there any, since you were there in March... Was there anything that you may have hung around a little bit more that you didn't exactly hang around like the first time, like the Honer or one of the last guitars he played with Third Eye Girl? Was there something that you just kind of gravitated to more this time that you felt you didn't pay much attention to when you went before? You know, I really, I really paid more attention to his office, even though I did that also in March. Um, I just, I don't know why I just, so attracted to his office. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's so personal. Right. And it was neat to be there with other people too. And everyone, every time you go, you just, you're pointing things out and you're like, oh, what's that there? What's this there? You know, so I don't know. I, I found that, that I, w- I spent a lot of time in the Love Sexy room for sure, just because it was new. But I also love that vibe and I love the costumes. And the fact that um, they had two of the costumes were on the floor mm-hmm. and it still it still shocks you how short he was, you know that he doesn't seem that short mm-hmm. at all. But um, when you look at this tiny frame and this you know this costume, right? Yeah, it was just it was pretty neat. Now in the purple rain room, I know they have costumes in there. Are they more? Because I know when I was there for the celebration, it seemed like there was one a little bit too close to the floor to where you can actually see his size and I know that he probably would have wanted it to been a little bit elevated. Were all the costumes elevated or was there still one that was kind of like level to where the audience would be, you know, where a person go like, oh wow, you know, I'd be that much taller than him. And the purple rain room, the yeah. the purple, you know, the shiny purple jacket looked right. like it was um elevated. It definitely looked like it was up off the ground. And what about yeah. like the Paisley type outfit that he'd wear? Uh, is that the one in the under the cherry moon room? No, this would be mostly still in the uh, the purple rain room. You know what? They didn't have that there. Okay, it's very stripped down. So if they had other outfits, uh, they took them out. So they all they had was they had the basic stuff. Whereas the purple rain, you know, the the trench coat, the motorcycle, his touring piano, mm-hmm. and uh, the Oscar and a copy of the script. Cool. Now, hopefully when people go into the room, if they have been there before or haven't, 
and they go back or go for the first time. I really like the keyboard setup that he was using around the Purple Rain tour in 1999. Because if you look at the top of it, you kind of see scuff marks from his heels still on it. It's kind of cool. At least. Yeah. Yep. No, I felt the same way too. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And I didn't realize it, but someone else pointed out, he goes, Prince played the beautiful ones on that piano right there. And it just, you know, it just kind of puts it and it's like, wow, yeah, that was a special moment. And that is the, the tool that he used to do that. Did you ask if electric intercourse was done on the same one? <laughs> no, because I know it was, damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. I know the soreness of electric intercourse is still getting to you with uh, the version that's on Purple Rain Deluxe and not being how incredible it was on the rehearsal versions that you grew up listening to and were in your mind. So sorry, I'm not trying to put the knife into the front of you. Just curious. It's okay. It's okay. Now, different merchandise? Um, there were a couple new things. Okay. Not much. Uh, they have the new enamel pins that I thought were really reasonably priced, I must say. Right. I think they were like six ninety nine each. Okay. Where I had just gone to Amoeba Records and found a, a couple Prince ones for $10 each. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely appreciated that <laughs> got a lot got some for my daughters right. so it was kind of cool uh there was a couple shirts new shirts that weren't there before uh, they had a really good stock of the the really popular zip up sweatshirt the love for one another right what on the back they had a lot of those so that was really cool cool because those are those are really in demand right um they had my oreo cookies that i love and yes i got a couple of them oreo cookies well, oatmeal, not or I said Oreo. Oatmeal cookies, sorry. Oatmeal. Okay, so we went from merge to talking about food. I, I'm, I'm wondering if we should call this episode the food experience with your custard and your oatmeal. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to do <laughs> outside of Chan House, outside of Paisley Park. Um, but no, the oatmeal cookies are on the counter when you check out at the merch table. Oh. That's what I was. They were sold out of the keychains. Which was kind of a bummer. I know those are a hot item, right. so I'm sure they'll have some of those again. But we can kind of talk about talking about merch. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the item that they just released a couple days after we left that place. And it seems like the women are really liking this, and you not so much. The Paisley Park tambourine. I'm looking at a photo of it right now. Yeah, for eighty dollars. But you know the other tambourines are eighty, and the tambaraka is eighty. Some people are like eighty dollars though. It's the same price as everything else. And it's kind of like a throwback to the older ones that they sold through the MPG store back in the day, but a little bit more colorful. I think maybe a little bit too purple for your taste, Chris. Is that the problem? Maybe. I don't know. I I think it would have been cool for them to keep the same, kind of in the same vein of the other ones. Right. You know, the black and the gold, um, like they have for the NPG, the, the symbol. So I don't know. Even the, I think, no, not the 3121. I think that was white and black. But the all the other ones, the symbols and stuff were gold. It would have been cool just to see a basic black with a gold Paisley Park logo. That would have been cool. Right. But it's not bad. And then just to also tie in, because I think you went to First Avenue as well. Uh, Jesse Larson, who was on The Voice, uh, was one of the runner-ups on the show August 18th. He's performing at First Avenue. And uh, just pre-sale for those tickets or the code word is MPLS. Now, did you make your way to First Avenue this time, Chris? Yeah, we did. Um, before we got to First Avenue, we went to the Paisley Park After Dark, 
And actually, awesome. let me wrap up, wrap up uh, the tour. One of the cool things about the tour that I, I thought was neat was Taika was there. So Taika Nelson was there um, as we were beginning our tour. She was up on the second floor and she just kind of said hi, waved to everybody. But after the tour, as we were buying our merchandise, um, we she came out and she was saying hi to everybody. So it was really cool. And it was really she was so sweet. And she just kept telling everyone, you know, he really loved you guys. He really loved his fans. Mm -hmm. And this is all for you. And it just really touched a lot of people. And so it was just really sweet of her to do that. She she took pictures with everybody. It was really nice. Now, we're going to give you an excuse for this since you were busy with other stuff. On June 7th, when she released a tribute to her brother, mm -hmm. The End of the Road, did you see it? Did you listen to it? Yeah, it came out. Uh, somebody started showing it. I guess it came out when we were at the barbecue. Right. At first, I looked for about 10 seconds and said, oh, no, um, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to watch this because it seemed just like a, was, I don't know, like a, just something promotional for her. I'm like, oh, she's going to be a musician now, huh? Um, but I did watch it. Wow. Yeah, I, I, she's always been a musician, right? right. But mm -hmm. I just thought it was interesting because she had been hyping up this surprise and everything. And I was worried it was going to be like the, the reality show or something. But right. um, we did watch it. I think the next morning we went in and watched it uh, on my laptop and uh, watched the whole thing. And I actually really, really thought it was good. Um, okay. Just it was thoughtful. And, you know, it, you know, you got to see some of those really neat pictures of Prince when he was younger and I thought she did a good job. So, yeah. Cool. And she has been a musician. She has released albums before, so it wasn't anything too new. Um, yeah. But how was the Paisley Park After Dark experience with everything? So it was great to be there with everybody. Um, it, it was sold out, completely sold out, even for people that were trying to get tickets that had VIP tickets. Um, it was it was pretty it was it was very like very prince like you know everyone running around trying to get tickets you know this and that anyway uh, it seemed like everybody that wanted to get in finally did get in we had a blast um, the DJ was playing songs um, <laughs> the, <laughs> he wanted to play one song just for him um, that wasn't a prince song it did not get received too well he he played a Bruno Mars song. And they people weren't liking that, you know. Prince fans they want to hear Prince songs in Paisley Park, apparently. Right. So um, he made up for it. He he played some good music. It was it was a good time. Interesting. But um, some people didn't even go. Some people went directly to First Avenue. Uh, they were doing a a dance party there, mm -hmm. and um, so as soon as we were done with Paisley Park, and w as we were leaving, saw a full moon rising right over Paisley Park. It was breathtaking. Um, it was kind of cool. We went down there and um, heard it was sold out, but we figured it was late enough. Maybe we can sneak in. Right. And sure enough, there was no problem getting in. And uh, man, uh, it's just that place has a special vibe. You know, you walk in and you're listening to some jamming Prince music. The cool thing, they had the video screen down and whatever they were playing, they were showing video footage either the music video that corresponds to it or live um, performance relating to that song and synced up. So right. it was awesome, like a Love Bazaar. When was the last time you saw the video to Love Bazaar by Sheila E? 
and it was so fun. You know, you say you see St. Paul singing the parts that you know it's Prince. So that was pretty fun. That is in St. Paul, but we'll let it slide. Well, who is it? Is it one of her brothers? I thought it was no, St. Paul. No, it's it's another guy. And I want to say Nico or Rico, but nah. I know it wow. is because he did it on Soul Train with her too, lip syncing uh, that guy. He was just in her band. Sorry. Okay. I just Thanks to for- get corrected by the Purple Heads. Right. No, they will. And I'm telling you, I, I'm the one with the worst memory. So thank right. you. Um, but it was just fun. It was a blast to to dance. Mm-hmm. And the vibe, everybody was just partying, you know, and, and by the time this is Saturday, you've seen all these people every night out, you know, and you, you've started to make new friends and everyone's getting together and, you know, everyone's finds each other. All the bump squad was there and we saw the people from, you know, Chicago and Florida and Atlanta and I mean, all over the place. Anyway, we had a blast. Now, who was the DJ at First Avenue? I have no idea who it was. I honestly don't. Okay. Wasn't one of the nights, wasn't it Link of Paris? Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. So that was the night, I believe that was after Bunkers when we saw Chase and Ovation. It was on the 7th. She was downtown around the corner from First Avenue. We went there after we went to Bunkers and uh, we, we shut that place down. That was a blast. Got to meet her. We danced. And she's amazing. She's one of my favorite DJs. She really knows her stuff. And she was so nice. Just so, so nice. Now, while you were there, and this is going to tie into our next story, mm. did you try to check out a Minnesota Twins game? <laughs> no, but um, it would have been nice to be able to stay a little later, huh? Right. Because then you see like they're going to be at the Twins uh, game April 16th. They're having Prince Night. And they're giving away these Purple Rain umbrellas where the underneath part is uh, the Prince Purple Rain cover. But on top of it, it's all purple with little different Prince symbols on the umbrella itself. And then they also reveal that the warm-up jerseys for batting practice for the Twins are all going to be purple as well. Oh, wow. And That's going to be... Shelby J is singing the national anthem for that. Oh, that's so cool. And after the game, which hopefully be a Minnesota Twins victory, after the game, they're going to be having a fireworks special to his music as well. Oh, wow. So any, any of our friends in Minneapolis, uh, definitely, that'd be a game to check out. Wow. Right. Now, what else, what else was going on after uh, that dance party, after the Paisley Park After Dark experience as well what did you guys do on sunday uh so sunday was our last full day there mm-hmm. and uh that was the day we finally made it to um the the tunnel so we did a little more sightseeing we uh checked out the riley creek tunnel and um all of the people we're staying with and uh ran into some other of our friends of course and uh we were able to you know, leave our mark there in the tunnel and took some pictures and just kind of reflect. And then we actually went to um, the location of where the purple house was, where just the gate remains. The, the purple house with the gate that has the peace sign and the, and the cross and the heart. Well, there's a, there's a peace sign and a heart, but the frame makes the cross in between. So, but that was cool. Right. We were trying to outrun the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. Those can be kind of bad. yeah, yeah. And I believe we hit Culver's just one more time on the way home from there. <laughs> that 
But the, the last night, the reason why we stayed till Monday, uh, we all stayed till Monday, uh, is we wanted to go check out Dr. Mambo's combo mm-hmm. at Bunkers. And so we did that. And that was, so I just, I love that band. Uh, it was different this time. Let me tell you though, usually when I've seen them in the past, it's been in the middle of a celebration or when everyone's in town, everyone was gone. So it was right. like, you know, just the locals and then a group of 10, 12 of us uh, uh, tr- tourists from California. And uh, it was a different vibe. It was fun, but it was kind of cool. It was more of a local feel and probably what a normal Sunday and Monday night looks like. Right. Not the crazies when the Prince fans invade, you know? So it was kind of neat to see that that side of it. Right. And does that wrap up your trip at all? Or was there anything extra? Did you run? Because I've always said that, especially in Chanhausen, uh, half of the people there worked for him. So did you run into anyone that may have worked for him or did anything for him at one time? Wow. Uh, it seemed like everywhere we turned, we were running into people. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the drivers that uh, we took downtown just, you know, everyone seems to have a Prince story. That's pretty neat. But this guy, uh, I thought it was pretty neat. And I know I'm, I'm probably not going to hit all of the details, but um, he was a, a woodworker. And he was approached years ago to make a guitar for Prince. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a, uh, he made a cymbal guitar and a cloud guitar. This was for a fan. Now, the interesting thing was he wasn't the guy that made the cymbal guitars. But he knew who the guy was uh, that did it originally, the original artist. He knew him well because the guy was an amazing woodworking artist, I guess. So he was. He said that you know he didn't really know anything about guitars, but he knew about woodworking. So he was able to get in touch with the original artist that did the cymbal guitars huh. and made it to his specifications and got it sanded down and created these replicas for this guy uh, and did it all by hand. And he said, he, he talked more about the original artist and how much of a, an amazing real woodworking artist he was. But it was just kind of cool that this guy that was driving us downtown made a cymbal guitar and a cloud guitar too uh, out of wood for a fan that actually had it painted and put all the hardware in and all that stuff. But he said he never saw the finished product. He just got it, the wood sanded and perfectly done, you know, drilled out the inlays for all the electronics and the frets and all that. And he said, yeah, he never got to see the finished product. Wow. Pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Seeing you, you were there, you got to see all this stuff going on. There was other events going on around the world in LA. um, Yeah. His, his birthday, I went to Amoeba Records because they were having a sale, and I thought maybe they might be holding on to some things that they don't have on their normal days. They did have like a 20% off Prince, all Prince merch. Um, but I didn't really see anything. I was wearing um, my Recosto day shirt from Electric Fetus, and... Uh, <laughs> A fan, um, you know, came up and, you know, was like, are you Dr. Fungaberry? And I'm like, yeah, guilty. I was with my girlfriend at the time, so that's always great. Uh, just embarrassing me because she's like, let me hear the end of it. And um, uh, 
you know, she just said she was a big fan of the show and, you know, thanks so much for what we've been doing for the past year or so. So that was kind of cool. Then um, we did our own little celebration stuff. And uh, that night we uh, went to see DJ Adam 12 uh, in downtown LA, I believe. Or no, no, it was Hollywood. And uh, he was playing everything, mostly 80s stuff, at least when we came in. I think maybe we heard Cream. But still cool. You're in like Lady Cab Driver and a few other things and a few other rarities that he was playing. So that was kind of cool. Um, I only saw like three people that I recognized. There was Kurt, who makes me look short. Uh, Kurt Bloom, not crucial. And then because uh, we wanted to see Princess was also playing that night, but I wanted to keep the party moving and went on the 8th to see them. And uh, I noticed um, Janet, Lee Claudine was there as well. But that was like the only three people recognized. I kept like looking around for familiar faces. There really wasn't any. There was a lot of younger people, which is awesome that his music's catching on in that format. Adam 12 was wearing his little uh, scandalous Prince t shirts. That was kind of cool. Seen him rock that before. And then uh, the next night we saw Princess and they were amazing. It was my girlfriend's first time seeing them. So she was impressed. We were chilling up in the VIP area, thank God, so I had a little bit more room to maneuver around, and if I need to sit down, which I did towards the end, I could. Um, and she was blown away by their version of Darling Nikki and how they kind of sing the backwards message. That's so my that favorite awesome. part of the show. Yeah. And there was Soul Slam and other events. DJ Kurt Crucial DJed before both of the Princess shows. Um, I think, believe you also DJed another event Saturday night. Yep. Then um, the Bump Squad had another bonfire tribute on Sunday, correct? Yeah, the second. Yeah, the second annual, the second annual, and that that looked like it was pretty special, just like it was last year. This, yeah, the symbol and everything how they had it look, and the people that participated. Uh, Pala was there. Yep. I think it's Pr- Prince Army L.A. Um, yeah. Because I usually sometimes say Purple Army. Because I know, so originally came up with was the Prince Army, but he wanted to be the Purple Army. So that's why we started switching it up uh, later on. Because that's what he wanted for the fan groups to be called, uh, the Purple Army. We originally came up with Prince Army, myself and uh, Kieran Sharma. But at Arsenio, we let it be known on air, uh, calling the Purple Army. So, But that was really cool. So you were in Minneapolis, and there was still stuff going on in Minnesota. Every time when... I was trying to do stuff like that back in the day. It was hard to do two things at once. So I would have to stay in LA and not be able to go to these things. But it just seems that all the bases are covered now and you're able to do these events, bring people with you from LA and other places to meet up on his birthday, even though they weren't having their birthday celebration, and then still have all these events going on in Los Angeles at the same time. So that's hella cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was neat to be able to pull this off. We'd never tried anything like this before, but we wanted to do something where we did a simultaneous party in LA and Minneapolis. So, yeah, shout out to the the people at the Bub Squad that that pulled it off in LA while we were out. Christina and Kurt. Kurt is amazing. He really did a great job from everyone I've heard. And um, Janet and gosh, uh, there's so many more. I, I I know I'm leaving some out, but thank you, thank you. It was a blast and. 
and my friend in Minneapolis, Dara, she did a great job. They did a great job doing that and holding it down. It was funny. We were going to places and we'd see bump squad sticker, like on a, like uh, outside of bunkers, there was a sticker on the, on the light pole where all these other stickers were. I'm like, huh, huh, there, there you go. There's another one. Freaking people in LA, man. Anyway, (laughs) now it's all, all for love. Speaking of all for love, I don't know if you have anything going on. I think Andre Simone is playing tonight uh, while we're recording. So we had to miss that to record. I believe there's also a special event going on this weekend. I don't know if I'm allowed to say yet with Andre, but he may be bringing the dance electric back. So I hope that's the case. But um, I don't know if we have anything before this. Next Friday, not only do we have the Purple Rain Deluxe coming out and all those different versions that you're going to buy for about 100 bucks, you got the Revolution playing at the Wiltern. As it's getting closer, how excited are you getting? Man, I'm I'm really excited now, especially since after this last week. Um, yeah, it's going to be great to see them. It'll be great to see all the friends there. You know, we'll get LA and and the people that went to Minneapolis together and and really enjoy it and just uh, party up. It's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. And I know I'm going to go. I'm going to. We're going to talk about the revolution even more. Um, but back to Andre real quick because. Uh, to promote his new album, 1969. Uh, he told a little Prince story the, to Albinism or the Vulture as well. <clears throat> um, he says, because Prince never had a father figure, Andre says he was the one to watch, to teach Prince how to drive. And it's not that Prince was bad at it, just that with everything in life, Prince didn't follow the rules. No, he didn't, man. That that sucker would speed through red lights is all I can say. He <laughs> He would go a little bit fast. By experience, I can say that. So I just imagine Prince as a teenager not following the rules and us driving around in his 50s listening in his car, Miles Davis. Simone says Prince would disregard street parking orders and never move his car when he was supposed to. Uh, you know how that is with the street parking. Like on Monday or Friday, you have a street clean. If you don't, get, if you don't move, you get a ticket. In some places, yeah. you get your car towed. Yeah. <laughs> Simone says Prince would disregard the street parking orders and never move his car when he was supposed to. So one night, they came back to find Prince's car on the front lawn of Simone's home flattened like a pancake. No one knew what to do. So they just left it there until one day someone took care of it, miraculously. Simone Simone says the car was somehow able to be salvaged. Do you imagine that? Pancaked your car. Pancake yourself out of here. Now... Uh, Owen Huntsey re- recalled a similar situation around the same time, pre-fame, when Prince's car broke down. He came to pick the singer up. While taking a look at Prince's car, Husney noticed that Prince had abruptly started to run away. Prince's explanation, I can't let my fans see me like this. Several years later, Husney learned that Prince never even returned to the repair shop to get his car back. There was another story with albinism talking about uh, when... <clears throat> Andre had to go into like a local 7-Eleven and uh, Prince wouldn't go in because he says, I have to, you know, I'll be having fans soon. I can't let my fans see me like this at 7-Eleven. So Andre go in the store like, hey, we're going to have some big shot in the car named Prince. He won't get in because he just thinks that you guys are all going to freak out over it. But it brings to the whole mentality of that fake it till you make it thing. And that's what Prince was doing. Like he envisioned it and it happened. So that's kind of pretty cool when you think about it this this is the yeah 
So Andre did the story with albinism. There's been a lot of Andre stories as well. Sheely's been out. She dropped a new single doing America, the cover version of Prince. Have you heard that yet? Yeah, we listened to that and read that article that she uh, had in, in Rolling Stone. It was, uh, yeah, great. I, I love the the cover. She She rocks. Right. And you got her new album coming out. Now, you know what song have you you're you're not someone who pays attention to set list. Have you been avoiding what the revolution has been playing on this tour? Yep. Okay. Yep. I know I'm gonna see him, so I've been avoiding because I want to be surprised. You're actually one of the only people I know that was able to do that, especially when Prince was here with us. Like yeah. some people just couldn't wait to look at the set list. And then mm. you if you knew a show was coming up. You'd be like, nope, 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 not going to do don't it. Wanna, don't tell me, Jay. Don't tell me. Now. Oh, just, you want to know something funny? Huh? The Pantone microphone tour. Right. I've avoided it on purpose. And and I, I still to this day have not paid attention to the set list. And, I, and I'm waiting, I'm hoping and praying that one day we get either a video or, a, or an album, a live album of the my, piano microphone tour. So. I've I've heard some songs, but I do I couldn't tell you exactly right. what he plays on purpose in that small hopes. So sorry, I just had to add that in. I don't think we're gonna be sitting next to each other at the Revolution show. So I won't be able no. to see like your response. Maybe we'll have to see where you're at and then maybe we can see see by there your reactions or how many how many drinks are in Chris to where he goes, oh <laughs> <laughs> now Another thing that's happening, and yes, we know, guys, that he isn't in this Hall of Fame. Prince is not in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, but about to be inducted is Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So they've oh, been cool. talking about stories about Prince as well. So there's just been some cool stuff. Those are dream guests that I would love to have without having to sell my kidney or do stuff I don't feel comfortable doing. I would love to have Jimmy and Terry on uh, maybe one day. And they can talk more about other things aside from when everyone else has them on. Goes, so he fired you? How did he fire you? Now, in <laughs> other news as well, Maya is joining Nyberg. Uh, Maya McLean was one of the twins. She is still one of the twins, but one of his twin dancers that he had from the thirty-one twenty-one era all through uh, the Welcome Two shows. So that's kind of cool. Congratulations to her. Now. Are you staying away as well, aside from things that are out there, about the Purple Rain Deluxe? Are you staying away from reviews of that? Um, I haven't seen any reviews yet. I, I'm pretty much, I guess I kind of know, you know, we obviously, we know what the set list is. We've seen it on the pre-orders. Uh, we've scrutinized it. Um, so I don't, I don't really care what people are saying about it, but I'll, I'll listen to it and, you know, I'm, I'm going to like it. Because it's new music. Right. So, yeah, I don't care what other people say. That's a good way to think. Right? Sounds like the lyrics to love. <laughs> now, were you kind of hoping, I mean, you saw Love Sexy Live at Paisley, so I don't know if you're thinking this, but, you know, I think we kind of touched base on it a little bit before. But next weekend, if you're in Minneapolis, they're going to be showing Purple Rain at Paisley Park. Yeah, isn't that cool? wonder if they'll have like the DJ set up and play some of the tracks from the Purple Rain Deluxe or will it just be the film or will they have other things going on to, to commemorate it. Another thing that's happening that's pretty awesome, 
um, we'd love to have on the show as well and we want to promote her stuff is um, on August 4th in Minneapolis. I won't be there, but it's mine and uh, the former president's birthday will be Donna Grantis uh, playing with her new band, you know, and she did an interview with Guitar Gods and it's cool. just, you know, awesome. We always support Donna, so if you can go to the Dakota, she's playing two shows that night. You can have real music by real musicians, and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, feedback from that. So that should be quite cool. Now, the next time that you go to Paisley, what would you like to see there? What would you like to see different, if anything? Ooh. Oh, is that an open question to the listeners or are you talking to me? Because I got a couple. The listeners, they can tweet at me. They can post on the Facebook comments. But this question is for you, my friend. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things, and we we actually talked about this, I think, before they even opened up. But I I really think they can do this is they I would love for us to be able to go into one of the studios, sit at the console, which I know I know we can't really do that. But go into one of the studios and listen to an unreleased song or some live, something rehearsal that he was doing just to where you can close your eyes and you think that you, you're you there and he's there in the studio. I would love that. you know, Because they have to figure out a way to get people to come back. And I think something unique like that where you can't buy it in stores, you can't do anything, just to go to listen, right. something that changes periodically, I think would be really, really special. It's kind of cool that they added different stuff from the last time you were there in March, so that's good. This is just another things for the future they can add to bring you back again and again and again. Right, right. Now, while you were out there, and this does kind of tie in with Prince, because he did the soundtrack at one time, and it was the first ever song that he played on piano. But uh, And obviously, it was the theme song to the 1960s Batman where Adam West played Batman, and unfortunately we lost him this weekend at 88 years old. He wasn't a spring chicken, but he was a legend. He was the first Batman. You know, it may have been a little silly at times, but I'm sure, Chris, after a while, you got the Batusi dance down pat. (laughs) (laughs) I sure did. Shoot. No, it was neat was um, when we went to First Avenue Mm -hmm. after... Paisley Park Live, or Live, Paisley Park After Dark, um, they actually played the um, the theme song to the Batman TV show, and it was pretty cool. They played that, and then they went right into Bat Dance. I thought that was a really cool awesome. tribute to both of them. Yeah, it was neat. Now, we want to spend a little time talking about this. I'm glad that they didn't really announce it on his birthday, especially with Tyga doing her thing and other things. But we've we've known about the PRN alumni for a while it's the Paisley Park alumni, but it's also like the PRN alumni, Prince Rogers Nelson, people that used to work for him and other things. Um, kind of put this together, and um, it's really cool. They made the official announcement. Um, it's They're calling it a new foundation is being launched in his honor, the nonprofit PRN Prince Rogers Nelson Alumni Foundation 
whose board of directors is compromised of former Paisley Park employees. It's also dedicated to aiding the various causes and charities that Prince supported over the years. They have all this merch that's available, really great shirts that Sam Jennings and Steve Park used to work for Prince, were creative for him, made these shirts and these designs, and all that money is going towards that. I know that it also went to former employees that were having uh, ailments, so it's going to a worthy cause. It's not going into the pockets of anything else. In a statement that they had, Craig Rice who used to uh, work with Prince quite closely and as well as with his Glam Slam clubs. Prince's philanthropic, philanthropic activities are, are an important component of his legacy. Therefore, our goal is to continue supporting the charitable initiatives that are important to him. His financial generosity, most often anonymous, helped provide opportunities for underprivileged youth to pursue their dreams in music, the arts, and education. Rice still serves as secretary for this foundation's board of directors. His fellow officers are President Jackie Thompson, who I owe a phone call to. And I haven't been able to call her back yet, so I apologize for that, Jackie. And uh, Treasurer Harlan Austin, who more, more people know him as Hucky. He was Prince's security guard for quite a while in the 80s. Following the Purple Rain tour and uh, the Parade tour and a few other tours, just to mention those few. Um, they're currently working on future events and programs that will be announced over the coming months. The foundation has also launched the e-commerce website, prandalumni.org. site features an area of items available for purchase, including hoogies, hoodies, not hoogies. We should come out with a hoogie. If people are coming out with the rompers, we should just have a hoodie that is a full romper outfit, right? Ah, there you go. <laughs> Hoogies, we'll call it. Including hoogies, <laughs> t-shirts, and mugs. And Susan Rogers, um, who's a PR and born Emmer and Paisley Parks engineer studio recordings from 83 to 1988, told Billboard exclusively, Prince's work team shared a common core, dedicated loyal professionalism with an instinct to look out for one another. Through the PRN Alumni Foundation, those who knew his generosity of spirit toward communities and children can carry on the kind of work that helped define Prince. See, I like that. And we've been talking about that Prince fans are holding on to money that they want to give, whether it's for new music, whether it's for new merch. Now they can contribute and get a t-shirt or a mug and then contribute to charities that Prince these charities were important to him. So that's really cool. Any thoughts on that yourself, Chris? Oh, no, I love that. And I, I love what they have. I've seen, uh, isn't that, don't they have the Paisley Park is in your heart? Is that theirs? Yes. Well, the Paisley Park in your heart, that one they have at Paisley, but they do also have uh, a shirt that is in the heart of, it says Paisley Park inside it as well. Yeah, So I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, because I bought some stuff from them already. Yeah, it's in the shape of a heart. It's pretty cool. Right. Now we just have all these other things going on. It just, and I know next week, I think we're going to be over flooded with things. Don't you think? With with yeah. everything happening, the Purple Rain release, we're going to be, it's going to be a fun week. We may, Good. I may have to bug the heck out of you, Chris, if we have the time. We may have to do a regular podcast just for that week. And then we may have to do, Maybe it'll be a little bit later to where we do a Purple Rain Deluxe review of what we think of everything. And then Sounds maybe like- a Revolution review and maybe we can get one of the band members on with us. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Jerome. Yes. <laughs> now, is there, on your trip, was there any place that you wanted to go 
that you weren't able to go? Yeah, unfortunately, we wanted to go to Lake Minnetonka, and we wanted to have a beach party that was on the the, the to do list and the one of the events that the that I was throwing for the Bump Squad, and it just uh, the the heavens opened up, and there was hail <laughs> and rain and thunderstorms, and uh, yeah, so I wanted to get there. Believe it or not, we had a lightning strike a tree right outside our house. Yeah, I know. I, I, it made me cough too. <laughs> no, we literally, uh, we had we got woken up in the morning, didn't know what it was, just thought it was loud thunder. But we were out in the balcony later on and noticed that a tree 20 feet away from the corner of the house was split in half. And Oof. sure enough, it, there were burn marks on it. It was lightning. It's crazy. Sexy time. Just, yeah. So yeah, we stayed away from the water that day. So kind of a bummer, but... Next time, I'll purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Oh, just don't go bottomless. You can just go topless like apples, please. <laughs> For the love of humanity in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> now, another thing, if people are in L.A. that may be coming for the Revolution show, there's still that first photo shoot they did with Robert Whitman that's going to be on display till June 24th at Mr. Musichead Gallery. Apparently, you need tickets to that. You can't just stop by. Yeah, wish you could just stop by and wear your yeah. tickets. I want to go through oh, well. that. But um, that should be interesting for people. And much love to Salma Hayek for showing her Prince love on his birthday wearing the shirt. Wonder what Valentina was wearing, though. Just just curious. And if she knows <laughs> that that she had a song written by Prince about her. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I want to thank you so much. I'm hoping... You guys that are listening to this, I'm hoping that the audio experience has been better. want to thank CJ for helping us out. Don't know if he wants a full name credit right now. We'll get into that. But, you know, he's always been about, you know, Prince would be really pissed about the sound that you guys are putting together. We got to get it right. So I'm like, he's right. Let's try to do this with everything. So hopefully the sound is better. Hopefully, Chris, I don't think there was too many hiccups this time. So... Oh, we did pretty good. You know, when we have a real producer behind uh, the board, it's a, it's better, huh? Right. And <laughs> than me. Because you haven't talked so much for so many months now, I think people are going to be like, wait, who, who's this guest that he has on? Instead of realizing <laughs> it's you. Um, yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening to us. It's only going to get better. I'm going to try to do this every time where I head over to the studios and we get everything set up and... We want to have in-studio guests, so we will be having that again. Tell people about us. Thank you so much for subscribing on iTunes, through Stitcher, through through Podbay, I believe it's called. And uh, thanks for donating through PayPal for anyone who does. We'll always appreciate it. I should be giving you name checks. I should be asking if you guys want that to be doing name checks when we're doing it. But thank you so much. Till next time, as Chris and I would say, keep it funky, y'all. Yes. Yeah.